0: He'll be coming to Springfield in a little over a week, talking about the voice of the Chicago Cubs, Pat Hughes. We hope uh, a couple months from now the weather's going to be much better than it is. Paul, he just told us they're going to spring training, pitchers and catchers report in about 26, 27 days. Pat Hughes, good morning. How you spending the, this winter so far? Are you in Florida, Arizona? Are you hanging out here uh, in the neighborhood?
1: I'm in Chicago putting carpeting on my wall. <laughs>
0: oh fun yes yes we know a guy (laughs) yeah we know he'll make he'll make you a great offer we know a guy how do you spend the uh, besides carpeting your walls now how do you spend the the, uh, the winter time like this do you get a chance to get away at all or you stay around home
1: well we had the cubs convention not too long ago um it's a long season we do a lot of traveling as you guys know we Go coast to coast and we're gone over a hundred days so uh, i know it sounds kind of uh, corny but when the season is over i love to just stay home with my wife and my two dogs we live here in the chicago suburban area and uh, i take it easy i make speeches i uh, have a side business that keeps me busy um but it's been very busy here lately and i'm looking very much forward to next monday night the springfield lucky horseshoes hot stove special And I'm going to be there speaking with uh, Jamie Toole and some other nice people and looking forward to it. And I hope you guys can be there.
0: Pat Hughes, let's go back to that other business because I've purchased at least one. You you did CDs, I presume you still do, of various sportscasters, and it is absolutely vintage. I ordered one, obviously, with Harry Carey, uh, and you did a marvelous job. But the thing I remember is you wrote a personal note that included with the CD, and it was special. It was thanks, Sam, and things like that. That is special, that that, that speaks a lot about you. Tell me where that idea started, and it's always something you've done.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Sam. First of all, thank you for saying that. That's very nice of you. I believe in customer service, and I probably believe in it more today than I ever have, because it seems like customer service has gone by the wayside with a lot of companies. It's hard to talk to a person. Uh, You get caught up in a a voicemail maze and you get lost and then you get disconnected. I don't want that to happen. If you call me, I'm going to call you back and we're going to talk and we're going to make sure the order is exactly as you like it. But, uh, yes, we have CDs. They are commemorative audio tributes to baseball's greatest announcers. Baseballvoices.com is the website. But we've also got things like, uh, well, actually, we've got the, the Hall of Fame bobbleheads out. That's the latest item. But I have the scorecards, my personal scorecards from things like Game 7 of the World Series in 2016, uh, the NLCS, that year, Game 6, the Kerry Wood 20 strikeout game. It's my scorecard. I worked with Ron Santo that day. And then the Field of Dreams scorecard from just a couple of years ago. So, uh, baseballvoices.com and if you order two or more items, I will personally call you to make sure we get mm. the personalizations just the way you like them.
0: That's absolutely beautiful. All right, Let's go back to the 2016 Game 7. When you're thinking about it, you know the potentials there. Uh, the Cubbies may be the world champions. It didn't look that way late in the ball game. Do, have you thought about Assuming we're going to think they were going to win the game, uh, were you thinking about what the final call was going to be and what you were going to say, or did you just let the moment serve its needs?
1: Well, Sam, I think you have to be spontaneous, but you also have to kind of plan out certain words that you might want to say. I know that's a little bit uh, contradictory, but let's take – A baseball game let's take two different games and two different finishes one game ends in a blowout it's 11 to one the other game is a nail biter like we saw in game seven of 2016 it's extra innings it's back and forth the the tying run is on base and i mean it is nerve-wracking so those are two completely different finishes the blowout and the nail biter so if you planned out something real clever to say it might fit in the cliffhanger, but it might not fit in the blowout, if that makes sense. So I did not want to script out or think out anything um, exact on the final play. I wanted to be true to my radio audience. That's what I am, a radio announcer. TV guys can treat it a little bit differently. Radio, you have to paint the picture. And I was very fortunate to have said, a little bouncer slowly toward Bryant. He will glove it and throw to Rizzo. I had to pause to wait for the umpire because uh, uh, Bryant slipped a little bit, as you remember, and the throw was high, but thankfully, Anthony Rizzo was tall, reached up, grabbed it. The umpire then gave the outside. It's in time, and the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. And then I said "the uh, uh, the Cubs come pouring out of the dugout and I happen to see Ben Zobrist running in from left field and if you've seen the video and I'm sure if you're a Cub fan you've seen it multiple times. He runs in and he jumps in the air with absolute glee and happiness and excitement and his arms are going one way and his legs are going another. All four limbs are just flying around and it reminded me of my kids when I used to coach Janelle and Amber, my daughter's in youth sporting events, they would win a game, and they were so excited, they didn't even know what to do. They just jumped up and down. And so I said, and the Cubs come out, pouring out of the dugout, jumping up and down like a bunch of delirious 10-year-olds. The Cubs have done it. The longest drought in the history of American sports is over, and the celebration begins. And, and let me let me share also something with you, Sam, that I think Please. nobody realizes unless you're in... Broadcasting, you would have a little bit of an appreciation for this. A sponsor called our radio station the day of Game 7, um, and they offered to pay us a big sponsorship fee if I would say a certain word, it was an insurance company, if I would say certain words about the sponsor within 30 seconds of the final out if the Cubs win. Wow. So the manager at the station, Mitch Rosen, calls me and says, Pat, are you okay with this? And I said, yeah, I'm an employee. I just do what I'm told. If they're going to pay a nice big fee, I am I can do that. But it also forced me to say whatever I was going to say uh, and make it condensed so that within 30 seconds I could get to the commercial. That's just one of those behind-the-scenes things that, that nobody else would realize. Hmm.
0: Pat Hughes will be in Springfield. This is just a little, folks. He was here, I remember, the last time I'd seen him here, uh, we hosted a uh, Cubs caravan that was in the winter here at the Northfield Center. Standing room only. They brought so many players, and Pat emceed it, and it was outstanding. I know it's going to be the same thing on Monday. I I hear the phrase a lot and been around it and actually, you know, coach at a high school level and so on. What do you mean? How do you interpret when you hear people say, well, he's a player's manager or he's a player's coach? What's that mean to you?
1: That's an interesting thing. I I, I think it means, A, he was probably a player himself. I heard that about Dusty Baker and Lou Pinello. They were good players themselves. Um, so and so was David Ross, and so were many other guys. But those are just a couple of examples. Uh, I think it means that they were good players themselves. Therefore, they know what a player goes through. Therefore, they uh, treat the, the current players uh, accordingly. I think that's what it means. I think that it means they let the players be individuals up to a point, and they can wear their hair or they can dress any way they want as long as you show up and ready to play the ball game every single day and night, I'm okay with it. Um, there's no dress code. There's no, you know, like the Yankees, I believe, have a, a code where you have to cut your hair. Uh, I don't think a lot of teams have that code anymore. But I think, I think that's what it means. It means we will let you be yourself, but this is a team game. And you better show up ready to play at 7.05 or at one twenty if it's a day game You be ready to play every single day, and we'll be fine. Uh, If you're not ready, then we might have to make some changes with our rules.
0: Pat Hughes, a couple uh, more minutes, please, if you will. Um, I'm going to ask you to do a verbal verbal Rorschach. I'm going to say a name or a phrase, and you tell me. I'm going to start off with David Ross.
1: Great guy. Good friend, close friend. Um, It was unfortunate what happened. But that's the way it is. That's the way baseball happens. Very few people leave their jobs in baseball on their own terms. And this would be another example of that. But David is going to be fine. Uh, I got to be good friends with him. I got to call a Game 7 home run from him in the World Series. I called his 100th career home run. He and I are good friends. And I texted him right after uh, the managerial change took place last October or November, whenever it was. And uh, he texted right back, and we are always going to be friends, and I know he's going to be okay. Cody Bellinger. Excellent player, impact player. Had a very good year last season. I know the Cubs are negotiating with his agent, Scott Boris, trying to get some kind of a deal together. It could happen. I don't know what the percentage or the likelihood of that happening is. But I know the Cubs have great interest in Cody Bellinger. He's an amazing defensive player. He's the only guy I can think of, Sam, that is both a great center fielder and a great first baseman. That's a very unusual combination. And he's a hitter. He's a left-handed batter. He's a smart player. He's a good base runner. He can steal bases. Uh, Yes, I'm, I'm a big fan of Cody Bellinger.
0: I've got one more to ask, but I'm going to introduce you. He wants to say hello. He's a longtime listener, longtime Cub fan. He owns s and Buick GMC,
2: a young man named Jeff Callister. Jeff, say good morning to Pat Hughes. Good morning, Pat. What an honor to say hi to you, sir. I'm such a big fan.
1: Hey, Jeff. Thank you. It's very nice of you to, to, uh, to be on the show. What's on your mind today?
2: Oh, I just wanted to say hi to to the greatest baseball announcer of all time. Uh, You know, I I myself am 42 years old, and um, something I hold dear to my heart, I was just a college kid back at Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois, in 2003. And uh, me and my roommate, Paul, we worked at the same bar, and we hold that season dear to our hearts. Of course, we all know what happened, but that was a team that came out of nowhere. And we had the time because we were in college, and we had never listened to more Pat Hughes and Ron Sano radio baseball than we did in 2003. So we hold that very special and just wanted to let you know that, how fantastic you are and what a great job you do for the Chicago Cubs.
1: Jeff, you're very kind. If I need a new agent, I'm going to give you a call. (laughs) Well, if you need a new Buick, you'll take care of that,
0: too, by the way. I can do both. (laughs) All right, my my, my final verbal Rorschach. Uh, First appearance by the Cubbies this coming baseball season in Milwaukee.
1: Uh, It's going to be very interesting for Craig Council. And, And by the way, I think Craig is going to be a wonderful manager. He has been in Milwaukee for many years, and I think it'll be a fairly smooth transition. He's down to earth, extremely smart, played the game, was never really a great everyday player but he was a great backup player, so he learned. He didn't just sit on the bench and and uh, eat sunflower seeds and, and daydream. He paid attention to exactly what was happening, and I think he's one of the smartest. Hey, Cub fans are going to really enjoy Craig Council a lot.
0: I, I, I beg one more. Uh, uh, Cub-Cardinal rivalry. Is this as good as it gets? It is. I love it. And people ask me many times,
1: uh, what's your favorite ballpark to work in? And I say Wrigley Field, especially when the Cardinals are there. And my second favorite park, just because of the atmosphere, is probably Bush Stadium in St. Louis when the Cubs are there. I love those games. And I've said for many years, one of the coolest things about being a Cubs announcer is to get to cover every single Cubs-Cardinals game. Uh, It's a wonderful rivalry. Um, Sure, you're going to have some blowouts, but it seems like a great percentage of those games between those two teams are nail-biters and full of drama and excitement, and they're great for the fans.
0: Pat Hughes will be in Springfield Motorheads next Monday night. We thank you, Pat Hughes. Thank you, uh, you and your wife and the dogs. Enjoy the rest of the offseason. I know it is a very challenging timeline when the season starts, but uh, thank you for your time, Uh, class act, and always good to talk to you. Take care, my friend. You're welcome, Sam. I enjoyed it. Thank you. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.